0: The blind stares of a million pairs of eyes looking hard but won't realize that they will never see the peace. Yeah. All right. So, so, as we were just saying, we realize that calling anything greatest of all time, or well, in this case, the greatest of the decade, You now that it is very easy to put up for dispute. Whatever, like, in most cases, whatever the thing is, besides Michael Jordan's Six Rings, it's Six eight, Rings. Eight, six rings. It's easy to put up for dispute, be like, yeah, that thing's good, but the best of the entire decade, I, I don't know about that. No matter what we tell you, like, you're probably going to come away with that unless we have the same movie as yours, you know?
1: Absolutely. Well, yeah, I was, I was saying that before is like, uh, you know, saying something's the greatest or the best of anything creates like an automatic bias against that thing. Yes. Unless it truly really is something just like factual and like undisputable, but then no one's really claiming those things are like the greatest or not. Uh, but yeah, man. But anyway, we're, we're like, we're gonna, we're gonna do like our top 10 because like we're also fearless, you know?
0: Yeah. We, we you know, know that whatever list we put up uh, is going to be disputed by pretty much everybody. because. And we're not going to be shook,
1: honestly, if you tell us that your favorite movie did not make our top 10s. Cause honestly, like that's your top 10. I, I, I don't care.
0: And maybe we didn't see that movie that, that we left out on your behalf, but like, sorry about but that. But
1: honestly, we probably did. Uh, well, let's be real. We probably did.
0: We probably did. You know, unless, unless we've seen a lot of them. So. At least between me and Mike, we've definitely seen all of them. I, I would say so. We, well, unless like you're going to pick a movie that um, like 11 people saw in like- Yeah, the- like if
1: you're, if you're going to do like, all oh, my favorite movie's Fred the movie, then like, you know, I, you go fuck yourself. But that's, we can't help you here.
0: that's fine actually this is a great time to tune out if if fred the movie is your favorite movie because we're probably not gonna vibe with you as a person as much but mark let's get into it the decade just ended a few months ago and by a few months ago i mean like almost almost a year ago now.
1: Like, like yeah more than half a year ago but it doesn't matter because it feels like this year's was postponed anyway so we had time to marinate and work on
0: it yeah, there, there hasn't been, like, a whole lot of 2020 releases. I mean, there have been. We've, we've both seen, like, a good, good movie. The Gentleman. Yeah,
1: unfortunately, movie. Palm Springs doesn't make the cut on this one. But, like, you know, maybe maybe for the next decade list, you know?
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Or uh, The Gentleman is, like, one of the better movies I've seen this year. But
1: yeah, the- dude. Extraction was one of the more forgettable things I saw, but I like to reference, even though I don't remember much of it anymore.
0: Well, it's, it's Chris uh, Hemsworth just as a soldier. Like, boom, boom, boom. Pew, boom, boom, boom. Oh, that- and, that you movie. know.
1: No. Shout out to Project Power because this will probably be the last time we'll remember your name. So, you, uh, we're still in the realm of that. If anyone's listening to this, like way, way in the future, right. that's you can kind of, you know, date this. If we we didn't put date on. We
0: will, we will reference this again when we go to do the best movie of the 2020s. But right now, we're doing the best movies of the 2010s. And uh, um, what a year! What a year it was, friend. How what a year! You- what a decade! um no we we there's so many good things and um we got our list for you so you know um you know mark do you want to get us started off with your your number one or should i go first you want to flip a coin
1: uh, no I'll, I'll go first um my mine is um um number 10 is uh, the lighthouse the lighthouse? Uh, Oh yes the lighthouse Ooh. uh very very good movie you know i i i, I could see other people putting it higher on their list but um you know, I, I, it's just like, it's, it's just a beautifully shot, extremely well acted, like, you know, very, um, very original, very of its own kind of movie, you know, like you can't really say you've seen a movie like the lighthouse. Maybe you have, maybe that's actually, maybe those are the movies you only watch. I don't know, but at least for me, I don't see those very often.
0: Uh, yeah, it, the lighthouse I enjoyed, I enjoyed greatly. I'll probably go into detail about it more later, potentially. Um, no. But uh, for for now, my, I'll go to my top, my number ten, which is uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, which one uh, like like you mentioned the Lighthouse, uh, a movie very of its own. I haven't seen many movies like Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and every time I watch it, I'm reassured. Just like there's so many interesting things happening, it's just wacky and it's cartoonish and it's it like captured <clears throat> excuse me captures the essence of like, a comic book so well and. It gets like video game culture like on point and i don't know it, it's just really clever and entertaining the cast is just so deep and it's not one of those movies where there's just like a big like prometheus was like not or was that what was the movie we watched we watched recently with like a big cast oh mars attacks sorry mars attacks yes um, similar movies <laughs> um but the mars attacks so many people in that movie but at, at, they barely get utilized. It's just like, but you could tell all of them
1: are in that movie in Mars Attacks because yeah. it's like, you know, <laughs> hey, do you want to, you know, hey Glenn Close, do you want to work for two weeks and join this fun movie? You know, it's not like an ensemble like you know type of movie. Where like I think where you're getting at is like Scott Scott uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World totally is.
0: Yes, everybody in that movie is great in their part, and everybody has the moment to like to shine, even the, like, people whose names I don't know as an actor, which is very entertaining
1: in the movie. And, 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 you know, just shout out to to Edgar Wright, you know, like, as his, like, kind of first non, um, you know, um, Cornetto trilogy, you know, uh, movie, and showing, and by the way, showing, like, what a visionary director he is Mm -hmm. with, like, a relatively, like, low budget compared to other, like, you know, comic book movies and other, like, what you consider like high budget movies, like the the visual effects they were able to like pull off of that movie and the way it's directed, very masterful. It's 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 showing the early signs of like a true master.
0: Yeah. And um, you know, I'm I'm really look forward to like um uh, what is it called? Late night, last night in Soho. Whenever yes. that's something coming out. He's one of my well, uh, ba-
1: Baby Driver was such an awesome movie. I mean he hasn't made honestly like a bad movie.
0: This, this is much better than Baby Driver, um, for the record. We were are aware of that. Um, but- Cool, like when it when it does what it's as trying to do. Well,
1: uh, I, I appreciate that 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 uh that choice, was that like someone consider that a hot take. But you know what we say to those people, we don't need that. Peace. Need that. Or or actually no, we're trying to gain traction. Listen to us, but like we don't fuck with you stuff. Like you know, yeah. That well, kinda... Or maybe we we won't fuck with you, but we'll also be able to vibe with you on a different level. So yeah. yeah. And yeah. and you know we'll give you the chance. We'll give you the chance to come to our side. Because we're we're open to that,
0: yeah. With with, um, with loving arms, and uh, we got a warm fire with um, s'mores, yeah. And and gangster shit, right? Yeah. And gang well, signs, like till till the end of time. Gang signs, um, well said. So, but but moving on, gang signs. Scott Pilgrim.
1: Well, um, speaking speaking of gang signs, I mean, not really like a gang gang kind of movie, but like you see you see it's not a bad transition. Is uh, my num- number nine is Mad Max Fury Road. Mad, no. You know, what, Mark. Funny enough, my number nine is also Mad Max: for your
0: Road, so it's a great time.
1: Bang, bang! And you know what, guys? By the way, if you couldn't tell just now, me and Mike don't know each other. We have an idea of where each other's top tens are, but uh, we don't know. So we're going in blind ourselves.
0: We hang out enough that we that I that I've got a good guess where this might go. But like, we'll have some fun surprises along the way for for Mike and Mark. Maybe not for you. Maybe you knew even more so than us what our list was going to be. But um, but you're here listening to us. So so that's all I meant. But write us at uh, mikeandmark.info uh, for more um, info.com. Uh, uh, so... Not blogspot. Not blogspot. Uh, Mad Max, Fear Road. Dude, what it, another one where it's well, like Scott Pilgrim where it just paints like such a, a vivid picture of what it's trying to do. And it's so... It's like really... It, it's not as... It's not like bright colors per se, but it's so aware of its use of colors throughout
1: it well they're very like lush colors you know like i think one of the things that like like you could totally tell from just watching the movie but i remember hearing george miller saying about it was like he wanted to make like the post apocalypse not so like just like dry and dusty you know like it is but like he wanted to like you know like like open up the vibrancy a little bit of the colors you know and also just like what a, like, I think people who just consider this just, like, just, like, you know, oh, like, an action movie. Like, why is this in the top 10 of the decade? This could, like, honestly, like, serve as a, like, you know, silent film in the sense that, like, the, the majority of the movie is just told through the visuals, right? It's, it's a very simple story, yes. But it tells so much without actually having to exposit to the audience, like, what's actually happening. You know, you just visually get to see it. And get to go on the journey with it.
0: Yeah, in a weird way, it's like it's like a movie you could watch with the sound off, even though there's like so much to be gained from the, the soundtrack obviously and And
1: and just the sound editing is like top notch in itself. I think they won an Oscar for, for sound editing.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the the sets they built one and then the fact that they, they really filmed all these stunts that they with all these like incredible automobiles they built. Mm-hmm. Incredible. and
1: by the way like that's the way you blend cgi and practical stuff is like a movie like mad max it, it doesn't just do like a hundred percent one or the other you know and that's that's what's that's how you use cgi
0: Dude, and and i know that this is going to sound like a little hacky but um the the epic moments in this movie are so fucking epic like the so scene, epic. they're all rolling driving into the like electric tornado like tornado of fire Mm-hmm. Like that every time i watch that i'm just thinking holy shit this is crazy and i know that that's not like a profound way to explain why did this well you know what
1: i think you're getting at though is like i, and I think is like a sign in general of just like great movies is like it has iconic imagery like throughout it like you know what i mean like yeah. like think about like how much that like everyone knows the dude who just plays guitar like literally his only job is just to be like super metal and just play guitar and shoot flamethrowers out of the guitar. But that's, like, people, like, you, you remember these images. Like, there's a reason for that. Like, think about how many movies you've seen with, like, kooky, crazy characters, and, like, they're totally forgettable. This is a world that's, like, lived in, and you feel like is real, even though it's, like, audaciously ridiculous.
0: Um, and, on, and on top of all that, it's just, like, it's funny how it's just a, a simple story. Mm-hmm. It's, it is the there and back again story, but it, it does that in such a, it, it's really like a master class in world building, again. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah, no, great stuff. Very rewatchable, um, so that's what we both have at nine. What do you, what um, do you got here at your um, your number eights? Uh, so my number
1: eight is Django Unchained. Which, which, if this was like a personal list, would be like much higher. I think this might be like my top three of the decade. I like, I just love this movie. Mm -hmm. But you know, you know, nothing, nothing we haven't told people before. You know, uh, Quentin Tarantino. You know, just like firing at all cylinders. You know, like you want to talk about like iconic characters, imagery. Like it's just, it's, it's everything you could kind of want in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Um, Just like you know, all wrapped in one beautiful bow. And shout-out to Christoph Waltz, because, like, you know, going from Hans Landa from *Inglorious Bastards*, like, maybe one of, like, the most evil characters we've ever seen on film, to, like, you know, like, one of the most lovable characters in, in Hans Fritz, you know? Like, just,
0: just great stuff. Um, and Leonardo DiCaprio is the villain in that movie is unreal. Like, you yeah. do think he played a villain in his career up to that point, and he is dastardly. He's, yes. like, a guy... Who you you despise him immediately for all the like the way he carries himself, his intentions, his actions.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and by the, like, so all the people who are like hate on Leo and think he only plays like you know like kind of like one kind of character, yeah, it's like this movie is perfect proof that he he can he does have range, you know, like he you know he acts the like he is the like the true foil of this movie,
0: perfect. Um. Yeah. The whole. Some people would say it's slow, but I but I I more so feel like it ramps up, and by and by the end it ends in a way that I mean I guess not all Quentin Tarantino's movies end like this, but a lot of them do. You know, it has that climactic, uh, you know, spoiler alert, but it has it has very um, large gunfight. I would, yes. I would yes. Also, shout out to
1: the um, a really like um, I mean like, all his movies have great soundtracks, but, like, very eclectic soundtrack on this one. I think his, like, most, like, starkly, like, just in his use of music is, like, I feel like his most, like, genre, like, like, build, like, movie.
0: Oh, yeah. What's the song with, like, is it, like, Tupac and James Brown or something? And it's, like, am I wrong because I want to get it on till I die. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They have that. They also have, like, 100 Black Coffins from, like, uh, Rick Ross, but then they have, like, um, you know, like then he has like uh, what's that like what's that guy? Uh, he won the Oscar for *Hateful Um uh,
0: Rico, like Mar
1: Mar Marcon or something like that.
0: Oh yeah, Ennio, Ennio Marcone. Yes, know, this is this. We're not flexing our film knowledge here, but that's okay. We well, you guys well, we know who he is. We know who he is. You know, know who we're talking about. Maybe we read a lot. You know, well we don't, but that's okay.
1: It was an Italian class. I didn't know. I didn't study for it.
0: I'm sorry. Um, but that doesn't take away from the fact Django Chains, you number eight. My number eight, um, going back to a movie we were talking about a second ago, The Lighthouse. Oh, uh, Lighthouse, yeah. I just watched it again recently too. And let me tell you, I feel like that film really delivers on all levels. Um, you know, it's, it's narrative and the stories and like allegories it's presenting, which many people compare to Greek mythology or, or different, you know, Greek stories, <laughs> tales, gods, or whatever. I mean, even if you look past that, it's it's still a beautiful movie. In in every scene, I don't know how you can't just objectively appreciate how well laid out everything is framed. It's the like the camera choice, just like it's so aware of how it's black and white, and it uses that dynamic to just make aesthetically pleasing shots. And even beyond that, like the performances from both actors in this movie are simply a masterclass. I know I've said that before, but like though this is great, great acting, and they, they've given a script I just thought was, like, the, the way they use this language, it's such a specific like, dialect, and that they nail just, I, I loved every moment of it, even because, like, the, this, this time watching it, I felt like I could appreciate the small things I wasn't, like, there's those epic speeches you know, he gives where he, like, curses him down, and that's amazing, but just like, the the vernacular they have from time to time it's so good how they just got like these little things
1: yeah it's also like i feel like the uh, like kind of how you're saying like the uh it's like a much deeper movie also just like visually than you think you know like there's a lot of like images that like just have like like just kind of random historical context that like you know maybe if you were into like you know either really fine art or just like deep into like history like you would be oh yes like that's a that's a shot. That's an homage reference to like this painting, and it's like that's how detailed and how like thought out this movie was. And what I um, love about it too
0: is like not only is it, it not only visually because that's what everybody points out to how well it's laid out visually, which I think is just inarguable, um, but like also how aware it is of sound and how it plays with the, the dynamic of sound visually, and through the story is is incredible um the the use of the air horn throughout is is hypnotizing and menacing in a way that like i hadn't felt since um which is not on my list but also a great movie um inception does with its bass sounds throughout they're just booming they they give you a feeling of like oh my god like something big is happening i don't know what but it's big despite it being on this like small island with just two guys in a lighthouse and uh I don't know, we just go through these scenes of like the bird tapping on the glass and it's like in I don't know, man. That that movie really just I don't know, cylinders for me. uh it's my number
1: eight. Oh, and shout out to William Defoe for actually sleeping in a lighthouse for a month to get into character, because that's crazy. Yeah, my my uh my number seven is a a foreign film, Porns. Um but it is uh the handmaiden which is actually a movie i watched last year um oh shit. but greatly enjoyed yeah um i i don't know where to start i guess like this this will probably be like on this list like probably the least known for like a general audience out of everything on my top 10. um but yeah like i don't want to spoil anything but it's just kind of like a um i don't know how, how would you describe this it's it's oh. like you know it
0: yeah. Oh, I was. Going to say, I'm sorry to interu- interrupt. But like, uh, it's also my number seven. And then you said, oh, wow. "How would you describe this?" And I went to go to literally just answer it instead of you meant it as like a figure of speech and like, I'm gonna keep talking. I ha- I had to butt in and then and then I stepped on your words and then I felt bad and then I explained everything and now. We're not even talking about the movie anymore. We're talking about, about my my problems with, with human interaction.
1: That's all right, Mike, because, you know, a lot of this is therapeutic. You know, I'm glad that you're here to share your innermost thoughts with, like, us and, like, the public, you know, who chooses to listen to us. And that's we're good. You know, to, we're going to we're gonna lot out, you know.
0: Yeah, Mike's weeping true. right now, people. Like, that's that's something real. You know, there's a moment. we got to respect I'm, that. I'm trying to keep it real um, is all as it is. So, so anyway, Mark, what your number seven and my number seven are handmade this is a is a chinese movie am i right am i am I, uh, I thought it was a i thought it was a south
1: korean movie korean but movie.
0: i could be i could be wrong like i would say it's, it's Oh, no, no, it? we have no idea what we're talking about sorry it's a korean movie in the period of japan occupation so okay so flipping us on uh, all well, levels
1: well you know i guess i guess like you know uh, me saying it was a, a south korean movie really meant nothing To to anybody here but like you know um, yeah so I guess I guess I'll just get to it is uh, you know the movie is uh, kind of one of those ones where we like me and Mike are not gonna get into any spoilers but it's a very it's a very easily spoiled kind of movie but just know that a woman who comes from a very poor place is is uh, kind of um, you know I guess like uh, coaxed into becoming the handmaiden of a very rich woman and schemes are from that point set afoot. And, um, you know, it's one of those movies where you think something's going on one way, you know, and then all of a sudden you hit a Zach, you know, and then you might zig and you might get another Zach. And then you got a party. But, like, you know,
0: yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I know I, it
1: sounds like like I have no idea what this movie's about. But the thing is, is like it's it's just like like I can tell you it does all the things that like a movie does great. The script is impeccable. Like the the cinematography is like great. Like all that stuff. It's also like a very intricate and very interesting plot that is very very layered. The thing is, if if we start going into what it's about. Then problems come arising in in terms of spoilers, and I want to do that too.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, it's a really beautiful movie. It really hits on all levels. The like the sound, the visuals, the costumes, the story is super intriguing. Uh, very, just very compelling. You're you're surprised. Like, it, am I going to watch a foreign film this long and then it's actually just like entertaining uh, the entire way
1: through? How about this? If you were if you were kind of intrigued. Like, you know, if you if you kind of watch Parasite with the same kind of hesitations, you know, of hearing about The Handmaiden. Oh, it's another, like, kind of, like, you know, it's like, I mean, The Handmaiden is longer than Parasite, but, like, oh, no, it's, like, a long-form film. Like, I'm not really sure, but it is supposed to be good. This is one of those movies, like, once you start watching it, it kind of just, like, hip- hypnotizes you. And the story is so intriguing the whole way through that you're just, you're in for the whole time. It's one of those long movies that doesn't feel
0: as long as it is. Um, well said. Well said. So yeah. That's that's our number seven, then our to? number seven. Oh together. Cool. Um, well uh, Mark, moving on though, what is your number six? Your my record? number six
1: uh, is the Wolf of Wall Street. Sorry, Leonardo DiCaprio oh, okay. and Jonah Hill,
0: Leonardo DiCaprio Martin
1: Scorsese directing. Wow, it, now 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 even starting with the Wolf of Wall Street, Mike, it really sounds like I had no idea what the handmade was about.
0: 'Cause I'll be real with you,
1: I don't I don't remember anyone who started it or who directed it.
0: The actors, director, writer.
1: I mean, you know, I don't think either of us do, and that's all right. But we do know who Mark Scorsese is, and that's what's important. Because he's the
0: be could be one of those podcasts though that just has like the cast list in front of us, and then we like kind of be like, Oh, of course, it's so and so, you know. Or we could be those guys, you know,
1: the guys who have like an hour and a half podcast, but like thirty minutes of it is like them like figuring out the things they're talking about. Oh, you know what? Let's 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 Google it right now, Mike. Let's listen. Oh, the
0: handmade is about. Oh, oh yes, it's yeah. Actually, I just did that. I looked up the plot. That's not true. Well, you know what? We're really we're giving you a great sales pitch on why to listen. You should keep listening to because <laughs> you get stuff like this every time. Every time. Uh, never know what you're going to get.
1: But yeah, man. My, my, I don't know, Wolf of Wall Street is like the most fun movie. You know, that's like, it's just, you want to talk about like a long movie that doesn't feel long is Wolf of Wall Street. It's the most fun, ridiculous, like, you know, just insane, like, you know, like it, like it really is a movie, like because it's supposed to be, you know, excess. It's a movie of excess, but it does it in such a just stylish, fun and exceptional way. I don't, I don't know how else to say
0: um, Yeah, no, it just missed my top 10. And it's, it's an amazingly entertaining movie the whole way through. Because it, you know, people say this all the time about three-hour movies, but it is a three-hour movie that just doesn't feel like three hours. Because there's just so many different interesting bits that are so vastly different. And like different, I keep using the word different, but that's because things are so different in the movie. And each act of it um, changes so much. So many s- sections just, like, have such different appeal. I'm trying so hard not to use different, and then different keeps <laughs> each sentence. Uh, but that's a, That's what you have to do as a three-hour movie. You have to provide variety to keep things interesting. And uh, Wolf Wall Street totally does that. It's, it's Absolutely. Cool.
1: And by the way, shout out to, like, the fact that Martin Scorsese, who, like... You know was in in his 70s like while like making that movie has like you know it, it has the lens and like kind of the pace of like a young man making like you would you would assume someone younger made that movie not like a 20 year old but you know just like like the 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 energy and vigor of wolf of wall street is just like it's palpable throughout the whole movie it like screams martin, out of the screen martin scorsese himself
0: was doing any cocaine while making that movie
1: not at all, but he did have tremendous coke problems in the seventies.
0: So he could relate to some of the characters. You um,
1: know, like if 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 there's a guy who knows about like slamming down some coke and doing some ridiculous shit from a long time ago.
0: Well, those memories don't, you know.
1: I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to me too.
0: That, that, I feel you. I feel you. Um, so anyway, Wolf of Wall Street, great movie. Like
1: what's, what's your number six?
0: My my six. Number six. Uh, is a uh beautiful uh compelling exciting thoughtful layered um thrilling movie black swan from 2010 starring natalie portman why do i love this movie this is just so well made um i always it's not the kind of thing that i'm interested um, in it all. Not that I don't like appreciate and respect it, but, but ballet is something I know very little about. It would not, it would not be a movie that could sell me on that alone at all, but Darren Aronofsky just, I don't know, he, he creates this, this story that really utilizes the fact it's a movie to tell its story. Um, because it's most of it is filmed so just movie, and then it, these slight moments of surrealism or you know leaving reality are so powerful because they look so good and he and he doesn't try to go for that much until you know maybe maybe later in the movie maybe if you watch it maybe you'll find out um but uh i don't know it was just it was so well made and entertaining i actually haven't seen it in a while but like i remember thinking incredibly highly of it um at the time Pro- probably due for a rewatch to be honest Sure, um, I,
1: I I'd say that it's uh you know I I might be mentioning that a little bit later. Okay, okay. Yeah.
0: Well, then, Mark, what what would be? We're halfway there. Halfway that? No, nobody needs me to even sing even one more note. Not no, even. No, but they don't want to battle because they should. They ain't no well, such thing can't wait can't wait break. Yeah, we know, we know, Mark. Everybody knows. Um, oh no,
1: no, okay, no, no, no. Uh, sorry, sorry, everybody. I guess it's the intermission for Mike to be disrespectful, mob deep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let. Feel this moment out.
0: No, me, Mom, no, I have nothing but
1: respect for Momty. No, no, it's cool. I'm going to say, you know, RIP to Prodigy, you know, and uh, Mike's going to say, uh, you know, we all know that. I guess apparently, the, you know, sh- shook ones, whatever. All right, cool. All great, great to know, Mike. So two, Mike. I, I that you're using you're your like white now for yeah. good use.
0: Or would you like to carry on?
1: Hmm?
0: Would you like to carry on?
1: Oh, yes, yes, indeed. Uh, my number five is uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel.
0: And Budapest Hotel. Oh, tell boo, us about
1: it. Boo, da, boo, da, boo. yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's uh, one of Wes Anderson's best movies. Uh, I'd I'd say it's um, you know, like I I could easily see people putting it as his number one, you know, movie. Um, Ray Fines is or Ray is is fantastic in it. Um, I mean, honestly, like it's well shot, well acted. You know, I know, I know we've said that a lot, but it's also like, you know, when you're dealing with the top 10 list, that's kind of top 10 of the decade. That's kind of what you're going to be getting is just like a lot of, a lot of mastery of just what it is to be making a movie. Um, this movie does it on all levels, you know, like it's the, it's maybe Wes Anderson's most Wes Anderson movie. If that would make any sense to his fans out there. Um, and yeah man just like really funny very witty like you know just like great use you like you want it, you know it's funny we were talking about world building earlier with like mad max fury road this this hotel you know a lot of people clichely say like you know the the, the environment is almost like a character in the movie like the the hotel itself the the people who like inhabit it you know it it really feels like there's there's a life to it, and that's like that's thanks to Wes Anderson's directing and how great how like perfectly you know pick the cast is with many you know many familiar faces from Wes Anderson movies. And yeah, so that's that's my deal.
0: You know, Mike, what's, what's your number five? Um, it's a beautiful movie. I my number five is Blade Runner, twenty forty nine. We, Mark and I talk about this movie all the time. It's amazing how good this movie is. The, the first Blade Runner, um, a mixed bag of a lot of great greatness. And then just, uh, hmm, how did we, oh, okay. You know, but, but here we take all the best elements of the world of Blade Runner. And even some of the best, uh, or, well, really just Harrison Ford is, is, in, is in this. I don't know what, what, how I was gonna, what descriptor I was going to use. Actually, there's one other guy. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I forgot what
1: his name is. He's actually like a really great actor. Um,
0: oh yeah. No, I. Um,
1: but he's he's the guy who like makes the uh the, like the or the origami like you know uh, figures. Huh? Edward James Almost. James Almost, yes. Who, by the way, created also like the the like he created the dialect for that world
0: which is really crazy. Oh, that's... Damn, I, I did not know that. By the way, remember when we said we weren't the people that just looked things up? I just looked that up.
1: Well, that's great, Mike. You know, it shows how we're, we're here to evolve, you know? You know, yeah. what we mocked, you know, 15 minutes ago, we are now, we're not open to 15 minutes later. Or that means we're easily susceptible people. That's... It, it doesn't matter.
0: They're gonna call us flip-floppers, Mark.
1: That's all right, Mike, because you know what? I'm just gonna call them racist because I get to do that.
0: As a minority...
1: My easy go to card is just to label you a fucking racist. And you honestly, they probably are. That's the crazy part.
0: Great. And I'm the, just, I'm not going to say anything, but I'll stand there and be like, mm hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah. Mike is just going to stand next to me while I do whatever I want with with a, just a black fist, you know, hand.
0: And maybe, maybe I hope Mark says, join me. Put up your fist too. And then, but then that day never comes. No.
1: Because it wasn't. <laughs> but why? Why don't you tell us more about Blade Runner, Mike?
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> um. All right. That I can't tell if that was funny, like just us, or if that was truly, um, very funny.
1: I think if you followed the train of thought, that was pretty funny. Okay. If you only if you followed it, if you if you didn't follow that train of thought, it was ridiculous. It
0: was ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. No, Blade Runner 2049 is such a fucking um, good movie. Literally, and you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and say like a crazy claim right here. It I might, know. it might, very well be, the best looking movie ever made. It's cinematography is unparalleled. It's world building. It sets everything. Is so. So good, and the more that time has passed, the more I realize like nobody else has done anything close to this since then. This, I mean, there's things that were good that came, you know, were, were also along this, these lines, but but at the scale in which they did it, mm-hmm. uh, it's just enamoring, you know. No,
1: no, it was like they said, even when this came out, this was like Warner Brothers 200 million dollar, like you know, art house film,
0: yeah, big budget. Uh, art.
1: Well, well, Mike, I, I guess we'll just keep talking about Blade Runner for a little bit because, like, that's my number four movie is uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Uh, yeah, I, I guess just to add a few points that, like, um, you know, we didn't say yet is like, I also think this movie does the insane feat of being better, like, being a sequel that I actually deem like far superior to the original movie. And I know, like, that's the hot take is like, you be like, no way, like, Blade Runner is the greatest movie, but like. I guess like Blade Runner is one of those movies that I watch like every now and then and try it to, and I do like it more and more but I feel like everything that Blade Runner like is trying to do or like I slowly discover as I watch it Blade Runner 2049 did it in the first shot um, I think Ryan I think it I think it also like having Ryan Gosling being uh, a an and uh, like you know being an android I think also makes kind of the main character story much more interesting than Harrison Ford's first, for instance, we're like Harrison Ford is just like, I don't know. It's just like, I think like overall this, this move 2049 was better thought out. It was, it it looks better. It's just in all, I think even Harrison Ford is better in Blade Runner 2049 than he is in Blade Runner. And I can literally put together, I can show people scenes where I can show them this is not good acting. But anyway, yes, Blade Runner 2049,
0: please watch it. Great movie. also the acting and the special effects i mean honestly well the acting is is everybody in it so good the whole cast anna de Armas is one of the i mean not not just her sexiness but like she also is like incredible in this movie um just in all ranges of performing as as a person and non-person entity you know and just a movie that makes you ponder
1: more and more every time you watch it, you
0: know, or, or you just think about it. Honestly, I don't know if yeah. that's fun. Uh, um, but my my number four mark to move down this list even further uh, is a movie that reignited my passion for film in life. But people know it, I didn't, you know, I watched movies occasionally. Like I, I watched movies a bunch in high school and as a kid, and then kind of watched occasionally, like from time to time for a long time. And then in 2017, I believe it was February, I went to a movie called Get Out and all that changed. I was like, holy shit, movies are so good. I was just taken on a ride. Like I couldn't, like I was swept away in a way that I thought I couldn't be anymore. And not only that, but then when I thought about what it was trying to do as a movie and the messages it had, um, it, it was just as incredible, if not more so incredible. And it is a really well shot movie. Nobody says that, but like, it's a really good looking movie, the whole the whole way through. I I really I really enjoy um just the 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 way this movie is able to have fun, and the way it's able to like also be poignant, and that's poignant. Not the it is poignant actually. Um, it is poignant. Uh, it it blows me. Oh wait! Every time I think about it, Jordan Peele, his first movie ever. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? Not me, of course. Uh, not me, of course. But um, in his in the in the lead role, also Daniel Kaluuya, is unfucking real and puts on like an all time great performance as uh, Chris Washington, whose name I just barely remembered. Um, I got a little too excited about that. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Damn. What,
1: what, like, uh, Chris no, 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 but no, I'm just, I, I, like, I just, like, I, I'm so, I,
0: I was excited, too. You know? It, it's it's a movie that just succeeds on all levels as a movie to me. Wow.
1: I like that movie as well.
0: Uh, we, we've done podcasts about it in the past. I'm pretty sure we have a review of it somewhere, you know? Yeah. You can That's a good
1: number, Mike.
0: Thank you. Uh, okay,
1: I, guess I, I guess my number three is uh, Black Swan. Uh, this movie was mentioned in the past. So now, uh, so now. I agreed with so much of what Mike said. Uh, Mike, Mike kind of reminds me of Dennis Hopper right now. I know no one can see him, but like he's, he's looking a little pop-up And And um, he
0: just yeah. says, things, man, like he says, did you ever think that if was in the beginning of life? Did you ever realize that, man?
1: By the way, for everyone in the audience, please watch Hearts of Darkness and then tell me and Mike that uh, Dennis Hopper was given any sort of script for, the, for, for that movie because you're alive. He, he just, he showed up and said crazy drugged out thing. What we love him for it, right?
0: Yeah, right, man, because it's like, it's like it's like brain signals in the sky, man, you know? He weirdly does uh, know exactly the movie he's in.
1: He knows it. Yeah, well, they they yeah they they got the well that's for a different podcast, but they they got his character.
0: Okay, another time. Um, but your number three, Black Swan.
1: Yeah, Black Swan. You know, I'm not gonna harp on it for too long. You know, because you you kind of hit the nail on the head about it uh, when you were talking about it. Uh, I just gonna say, like, you know, really, I think, uh, you know, if you're ever wondering like why Natalie Portman gets so much, you know, like praise, not to say like she's not deserving of it, like she's great in many other roles, but you know, like this is the movie to really like, wow, she is truly like an actor. If you ever had a doubt, like, you know, N- Natalie Portman's it, uh, it's, and it's a great, just like kind of, uh, you know, descent. Well, will questionable descent into madness. You know what I mean? Um, just very cool movie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you haven't watched it, check it out. Uh, you know, don't be in too good of a mood, but you know, this is true. Check uh, it
0: out. Uh, moving on though. Uh, great. Um, movie. There, at Mark's number three, everybody, as I struggle through this sentence, too. Um, <laughs> my number three. More recent movie. Oh. It's actually the most recent movie on my list. It came out only just last year. Star Wars watch. The
1: Rise of Sk-
0: Lighthouse also came out last year. Um, I forgot, but but um, let's, let's but but that's beside the point. Besides the point, my number three movie of the, year, of the decade. My number three movie of the. Oh, sorry. my! Number three movie of the decade. Parasite. Oh,
1: bang, 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 bang!
0: Parasite was a movie that I knew. I don't want to say I knew. that. That's too much. That's too much. But from the opening credits, I knew I was in for a very, very good experience um, in a movie that's so well crafted. Yeah. So layered. So, so well acted. Um, so thoughtful in its, in its points it makes. And that's another one I'm pretty sure we do. We have a podcast? We don't have a podcast, but you can read my review. Or whatever you know, it's it, it, it. The movie been talked to death, but uh, it's it's really as good as I think everybody says it is, if not even better. My number three movie of the entire decade is Parasite. Mm.
1: I love that movie, Mike. It's a really great movie. Well, on to my number two, which is Parasite. Um, oh no! Sorry. Oops. <laughs> oh no. I was playing. I was playing games with everybody. Now my my number two is Get Out, because um, because you know I, I, I yeah like like Mike said that, that movie was just awesome. It's it kind of like you know it's just one of those movies that like really I think blindsided everybody with like just how good it was. Um, and yeah, like I've never I I guess just like you know something we didn't add is like I I never have watched a movie like before since Get Out that uses comedy and horror in such like a, like, I don't know. That's like the perfect blend in my mind. It's like, it uses like, it it like ramps up intention, like a horror movie. And then instead of a scare, it gets released in like a laugh a lot of the time. And then just like how layered the story is. I mean, it makes a lot of like very poignant, like, you know, um, statements like Mike said, but also at the same time, you know, it, uh, it, it has, like, subtle things that aren't as on the nose that are also, like, you know, kind of, like, Joe, you know, just very thoughtful and just also a movie, just very much like, you know, I think like, you know, it, it really speaks to the conscience of, like, our, our time right now, you know? So, yeah. Number two, get up Yeah.
0: My number two. May or may not have expected this. May or may not have. is mm-hmm. <clears throat> Birdman virtue of ignorance
1: dude so like I because I'm not gonna lie his last album Mike was a little disappointed so I'm curious how this is your. I,
0: I'm not talking about baby okay or anybody associated with little Wayne or young or any monies any story. okay not even many fresh I'm talking about this 2014 uh film starring Michael Keaton and and many other a-list Hollywood actors who deliver Top tier, killer performances. Uh, it's some of the best acting I can remember hearing in an entire, just in the entire decade. Script super thoughtful. I love the 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 single shot of it. I mean, I know it they, they kind of cheat to break the shot a few times, but just that that nature and the drumbeat playing along the whole time. I thought it had all these like clever, unique, interesting things on top of just being super compelling and. Thoughtful and um, yeah, I I would I would say it was deep. Yeah, well, well said, Mike. But it's my number two movie of the decade. Take it, take it
1: or leave it. Well, Mike, I have uh, quite a quite a shocker for my number one. I'm number gonna one. I'm gonna admit to our audience right now, kind of fucked up a little bit. Uh, I forgot I forgot one of the movies. Uh, so uh, in the middle of this, like kind of as an impromptu kind of thing, you know, I decided to say fuck it because me and Mike make the rules. So honestly, it doesn't matter. And I'll catch any hate for this. Honestly, if you want, just throw the lighthouse out of my top 10 if you're really angry at me. But, um, you know, I guess it's going to be a tie of Birdman and Parasite because I totally, I kind of forgot about, um, kind of forgot about uh, Birdman. And so, um, but it is luckily, luckily it is one of the best movies of the decade, and luckily it is in my top five. So, so what's wonderful about that is, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna split it as, uh, you know, one A and one B. Um, you know, uh, one B being Birdman and one A being Parasite, because uh, Parasite is my number one movie of the decade. That, that movie was great. Uh, anyone who doubts me, just check it out, and then tell me tell me if you doubt me anymore um and birdman yeah just like mike said you know all the stuff mike just said great stuff all around no but real talk is like it's a really great movie um <laughs> you know uh i think i think the 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 like you know the the most notable thing is like the way the movie is directed you know uh Al- Al- alfonso coron strikes again or maybe not alfonso coron no, I got it. Don't worry. No, don't worry, everybody. It's it's my number one beef movie of the movie of the decade. So so I definitely I definitely will remember that it's um it's the guy who made The Revenant, and um, we know that we know that for sure. Uh, I'm definitely uh, not Alejandro in And That's right, everybody. That's right. That's what we call saving yourselves from the depths of hell. That's that's what we got going on. Wow. Yeah so masterful. It's just the, just the best stuff all around, you know? <laughs> <It's so laughs>
0: good. No, that movie really is, like, fucking awesome. I, I feel like you watch that movie in any state of mind, and you'll just be like, wow, this is a – No,
1: it's, it's – oh,
0: yeah, oh, 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 really yeah. Wait, Kat,
1: sorry, oh. Mike. I, just, I want one moment to save myself to, to our fans, to our loyal fans, to just let them know I do know about this movie. And it, it, it probably would have been my number three or number two if I – had I remembered it is um dude the, the acting is incredible dude like uh you want to talk about like you want to talk about like like people really like the movies directed in a way where everyone had to be on their craft like everyone had to be on their game since so like everything's supposed to be shot and kind of like all one take kind of whole movie so each scene is like very long filled dialogue where like the actors have to hit their spots it's crazy how like like it's it's crazy how the movie does such an amazing job of like, like on one hand showing how amazing Inu Ritu is as a director, you know like like you can tell it, like he has a visual stamp on the movie the whole time, but the movie itself is created as a way to let its actors completely shine the whole way through, you know it's like it's it, there's no the special effects almost are the actors like that's that's kind of the role of the movie, yeah. So I hope that saves some something for somebody.
0: All right of the best acting I've, I've ever seen they're, they're, Everyone's kills in this movie and uh, again with the right amount of surrealism it's uh, it's really cool unless like you thought the movie was going to be a superhero movie and then you would just be really mad um,
1: yeah no I, I feel bad for folks like that you know? okay. if, if anyone's listened
0: to previous
1: podcasts I, th- I think we I think, I think that, that little nugget has been mentioned once
0: um, yeah that's for long time listeners what are you, Fred from Scooby-Doo? <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? Well,
1: Mike. Well, uh, oh, Mike. I'm glad you asked. Is uh, me and Mike are FaceTiming while we're recording this right now, and Mike's Mike's been having a lot of fun with this Bandana. I'm not gonna lie. Like I wish you guys saw it because I've been having a lot of fun with Bandana. Mike was Tupac for one second. He was, he was like was Dennis hot. Hopper, but then Mike decided to go like full ascot on me just now and go, go Fred from Scooby-Doo.
0: <laughs> Should I go to my number
1: one, Mark? Yeah. Oh, please, Mike. Please, please.
0: My number one movie, for the entire decade.
1: Yeah. Believe it
0: or not, is the Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, I believe it. This this is just—it's one of the great movies I've ever seen because not only do I enjoy the entire cast, everybody in it, the the story's interesting the whole way through. It just takes these because it almost takes stupid turns. You know. It's so unexpected sometimes, it's just the, the direction we go, but at the same time, it takes those turns so gracefully, it's, it's almost unimaginable. The, the, and like you said about the, the hotel comes alive, not only does the aesthetic of the hotel change a little bit throughout the decades, uh, it's more so the energy of the hotel that changes throughout the decades and it's this idea of the hotel and it's the idea of this time where the, where the hotel was its, its most alive. Um, but, you know, even if you just watch this movie for, for entertainment value, I think it's just really funny. And it's, it's really interesting. And anybody, could, anybody should be able to appreciate how well shot this movie is. With the, like, like the lighthouse with the 4 by 3 aspect ratio or whatever it is. Maybe it's like a little, little different than that or whatever. But actually, this movie plays with aspect ratios really good. I forgot. Um, yeah I think that's one of the, the cool the cool little
1: things if like you're like a film person you'll like notice that like through each period that you're seeing the hotel you know like if it's a flashback to back in the day like it has like you know like four by three aspect ratio but like if you if you go like you know like close, basically it does the aspect ratio that you would have in the time period that the movie would be in uh, which is just like a fun little thing, you know. It's like, you know, just like little tiny things like that. That's what makes Wes Anderson such a great director. He's, he's very detail oriented um, uh, filmmaking.
0: Incredible movie. Um, that's our list. You know, we we articulated it perfectly. Uh, no,
1: no, say so, so that was some chess, Mike. So that was some chess. That, that's our list, y'all. Like that's how that's how we did it. On you tonight, today for lunch, whatever. That
0: was our list. What are you gonna do? Come on uh, down.
1: You guys could tweet at us, like, hate mail and
0: shit. Like, we don't care, really. Well, I'm done. Um, let's have a conversation. Maybe maybe you'll be right. Maybe he'll change my mind. I'm open to it. Probably not. We're pretty stubborn. Uh, this is true. Um, I but, but I love all these movies, too. Don't you, Mark? I do. I love all 11
1: of my top 10.
0: <laughs> my, if I'm uh, going to throw in an 11th, then it's going to be um, Night School. Night School. Okay.
1: Night school
0: with, um, Kevin Hart. And, uh, that's, that's it, everybody. That's, that's the, that's the podcast. We, um,
1: uh, listen to Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style.
0: Yeah. If you haven't heard that, I'll listen to it. It's very good.
1: Yeah. That's what we got. Oh, and then thanks for listening. All
0: that. Oh, thanks for listening. Tune in next time. Um, bye, bye, bye everybody.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: No, no, actually let's no, bye. Okay. Yeah. No, peace. peace.
1: Okay. Yeah. 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 Was, no, 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 no. Really? Visualize what you can't see. <laughs>